This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Monday, 27 November, Year of Alert 2023. Uh, welcome for the uh, second hour the early evening edition of the war. I want to go immediately to Rome. I haven't had a lot of polls today. The reason we've got so much news backed up over the weekend. I want to get the personalities, the reporters, all of it up, get the information out. We'll have more polls probably tomorrow. Ben Harnwell joins us from Rome. Ben, the first piece, I know we got a number of things to go through on the international situation, particularly relates to, um, particularly as it relates to Ukraine. Uh, but I've got to, I got to start with, uh, and I'm not trying to gloat here, but we want to start with this piece that was in the Times of London, I think on Thursday or Friday of last week. I put it up on Getter uh, with the help of the staff, I think yesterday. It is about this, and I think it came from a, it was, it was the Times of London was doing some of its own reporting, but also summarizing what was in, was it built? Uh, B-I-L-D, the uh, German uh, newspaper, about the Germans and the Americans, which are the two leading proponents of the Ukraine war, are in. And I don't even know if there's negotiations or discussions. Is basically telling the Ukrainians, this thing's over. Uh, we got to prepare to get the best deal possible. Is am, am I being too harsh in my assessment of of these pieces in the German papers and in the uh, in the Times of London? No, not at all, Steve. Um, and good evening to you, um, and happy birthday. Um, no, uh, the um, this the article here in the Times has the headline U.S. and Germany, and that, and it carries the quote, and um, it's in quote marks, pressing Kiev to end war in Ukraine, um, and this is an article here that immediately caught my eye, um, obviously for obvious reasons, right? Because we we have been talking about this eventuality uh, for, for the last eighteen months. The problem with this article, Stephen, and I was sort of. And actually appreciate your interpretation of this. Um, that quote, pressing Kiev to end war in Ukraine, it doesn't appear anywhere in the article. What they have is an unsourced attribution um, saying that Germany and the US are talking about how to apply pressure on Zelensky um, to, to, to have a ceasefire with, with Russia. Um, but there's very little breakdown of that. And the argumentation in the article confuses me somewhat because if the United States and Germany had wanted to apply that pressure on Ukraine, the time to have done that, because here the article is, is suggesting it's now really necessary for, for, for Ukraine in order um, to, uh, uh, to have a ceasefire along present territorial boundaries. The, the, the time for Ukraine to have done that from its position of maximal strength was before the counteroffensive then it could have had some leverage with Russia. Right now, there aren't, you know, we're, we're going to come on to this. There's, there's another article that I'm going to mention a little, um, in a little while that says that they're, they're using um, sort of machine guns now from the from World War One, 
Um, we'll go into that in a moment, but but the, the point is, 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 is that their military capabilities are really being driven down, ground down. Vladimir Putin has his own domestic political pressures in Russia. He has, you know, you won't, you, you often hear peeps of this but from the mainstream media, but they don't go into it too much. He has a lot of, you know, he, he's to some extent a mo- not a moderate, but he has a right flank uh, that he has to appease um, and keep on side and a very strong nationalist flank. Um, and really, you know, the Russia has sacrificed a lot in, in this war um, from the Russian perspective. Um, and there's really very little interest now in um, in uh, in in Russia in accepting a ceasefire terms dictated by the United States and Zelensky when everybody knows the game is up as far as Ukraine is concerned. So this is a confusing article for me, and I don't quite understand. I think I, th- I think here here's a way I re- here's a way I re- here's a way I interpret it when it came out clearly. From a war perspective, you had better leverage early on, but they never thought that the American people – this is driven by the fact that the Ukraine supplemental is dead in the water. Uh, it would have to be attached to something on the border, which there's not enough there, and the Democrats are going to oppose it. So just an independent at the $60 billion level. There may Look, we're adamant it cannot be one penny into the money laundering operation, but the Americans see – Uh, The demise of this. And I think that this is since the Times of London, along with The Guardian, I think have done two of the best reporting as, you know, I don't want to say fake news, but at least they've had people there constantly. They're a renowned um, masthead in Europe. Uh, I think this was sending a message to Zelensky that, hey, your two partners are having the discussions of how they're going to put maximum pressure on you. And if you go to, don't go down this route, you ought to read the biography of President Diem. Um, I think it's after the CIA's meeting there last week. They know in Capitol Hill, particularly with the financial firestorm we've got going on and this huge budget fight coming on, where we don't have enough money. Obviously, we're two trillion every year in deficits. We don't have the ability to pay for that. That uh, the the funding for the Ukraine's done. And instead of, you know, waiting, they want to get ahead of it. I think the first thing ahead of it, they have to convince Zelensky that they mean this. And the way to do it is to leak it in some of the the major press. But g- give us some of the articles, other things that are coming up about recruiting, about materiel, about the rift between Zelensky and his military leaders. Because, and I keep saying this, the military there is not going to take the rap, particularly as this thing winds down from the Ukrainian people. Of how did we lose... 75,000 to 100,000 Ukrainians and not essentially pick up a square yard of, uh, of, of the contested territories. I think the military is quite adamant the way I read it, that they're not going to take the rap on this. They're going to say, Hey, we reported to the politicians. This was Boris Johnson's idea. This was uh, the Biden regime's idea. And Zelensky was their tool to do it. And they gave us the money and we took a shot. Right. But we're not going to take, we're not going to be left holding the bag of why this was just an abject failure. So walk through some of the other stuff, because I think it's more evident every day you're seeing this, sir. Steve, there's a lot of positioning going on in the media right now, and the, the natural, ostensible audience of some of these articles, and you just sort of mentioned that, that, that the article in the Times of London was really sort of um, aimed at Zelensky and his partners in Ukraine. Um, here's an article which is which is absolutely not meant for Ukraine, but it's, it's meant externally. And I guess it's trying to bolster Ukraine's position. 
as as things start to implode and talk of a ceasefire, which is which will probably be more of a surrender now than, than an actual tactical ceasefire, as the, as as those imperatives start to build, obviously you, Ukraine wants to go in that from the strongest negotiating um, position possible, which is you know, a bit like playing poker. It's going to have a lot of bluff to it. Um, and one of the aspects that they're going to try to present, this being from at least from the Russian perspective, uh, a war of attrition, is that they, they want to try and uh, feign the ability to continue on holding holding the, the present lines. Now, so here's here's an article I think assists the, the, the argument that we're making that not all of these not all of these articles are. Um, uh, have a, have a, have an obvious audience. So, so here's an article which is ostensibly about something that's going on in Ukraine, uh, but it's really meant for for, for for an international audience. Primarily Russia and then to the West, and it is to do with conscription. Now a lot of people have been trying to avoid. We know this. We've been talking about it for months, trying to avoid being called up for the meat grinder. So what they've done is they've pinned on the back of this the idea that with the change of defence secretaries a month ago, there's now going to have a softer approach to recruitment. And that is, if you don't, if no, if, if you've been so far resisting uh, your call-up papers or avoiding the press gangs, you know, you can have a nice conversation with the recruitment office and say what you think your skills are, and that, that you know that might not not necessarily send you to the front line. You might be sort of sort of operationally miles away doing something more more warm and comfortable um, and, and less dangerous. I mean, it's clearly, you know, <laughs> you know, whoever wrote this article never remembered the, the old 80s uh, hit TV show uh, Private Benjamin with, with Goldie Hawn, right? Once you sign up for military action, that's it, really. You know, you don't, you, they're not going to invite them in for a warm cu cup of coffee. Well, you know, okay, you know, it's snowing, it's very sort of sub-zero. We can understand, old chap, you don't want to go to the front line here, come, come over here uh, and work in the canteen. That's not how it works, Steve. But the idea of this article is that there are further resources that have been untapped to do with a uh, sort of manpower, um, man manning the, the, the front lines, that they're, that they're, you know, with a change of... With a, with, a, with a more genteel, a more more avuncular approach, they're able to get huge swathes of young guys to come in and, and, and sign up, and that will carry the, the, the Ukrainian war effort going on forward. Obviously, obviously, this is this is this is as I say, this is for a Western and, and a Russian audience to, to suggest, you know, that Ukraine's sort of quite comfortable in the war can, can carry on. Down on the ground, you know, and we have been talking about this. It's 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 a charnel house. It's a, a meat grinder. And the Ukrainians, those that have been avoiding uh, the the caller, there were a lot of people who did, you know, out of patriotism, who did sort of volunteer straight away in the first few months. Um, but now the people who, after nearly two years, have resisted so far, they're not naive. They know very well what the conditions are like on the front line, and there's a reason. Uh, that they don't want uh, to, to go um, and be fed into that meat grinder. And that's the instinct, firstly, for self-preservation, and also because they, they realise that sooner or later this war effort is going to end up uh, in, in talks with, with Putin. And, you know, what we've been talking about here on the show, Steve, for some time, is that really what's carrying this, this, um, this war on is not so much an existential need for Ukraine anymore. It's an existential need for, for Biden's reputation. And young men on the ground in Ukraine, you know, 
they have many strengths to them. But one of the one of those strengths is not the fact that they want to go and die uh, in in order to to carry Biden over the line in a year's time in, in November. So so this is this article here. You know, I'll post all, all the links. It's worth seeing at 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 the subtle mind games that that are being played on all sides. But let's be fair, on all sides. Um, and, and sometimes the truth isn't exactly the way they're spinning it. Let's. T- I want to talk about. A quick, you've got one, and we'll put it up. We don't have time for it now. About the World War One uh, equipment that's being used. But I want to talk about both the 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 the, the foreign policy piece yes. about the you know the unintended law of unintended consequences of seizing the assets, but also fascinating the Polish truck drivers because we're seeing in Eastern Europe. Whether I think it's Slovakia is the populist new populist guy there saying we're out. Uh, of course, Hungary's taking a hard line. You've seen a much tougher hard line by the front-facing countries. T- walk me through what's going on with the Polish truck drivers. Um, yeah, this is just, I think, just an illustration now that, that Poland is moving, sli- you know, it can see the way things are going now. Um, one of the reasons it, it took a certain hit, that the largest party, yeah, the Law and Justice Party, uh, whose prime minister is about to, to be re-signed in, uh, President Duda, Argue that the that the that the precedent, the constitutional precedence in Poland is that the president invites the the leader of the largest party to form a government. And um, what's unusual this time round is that his own party, Law and Justice, doesn't have an an absolute majority, um, a governing majority. Though it is the largest party, so the the, the polls. You know, one of the reasons it's speculated that the, that the Law and Justice didn't do as well in the elections was because it had been tacking a a, a very um, pro, it had been a very loyal ally of the United States, let's put it like that, um, in, in this war. And a lot of polls are slightly more ambivalent uh, through long experience of of punching uh, its largest neighbour repeatedly in the nose. Um, so I think what, what Poland is now trying to do is sort of re-equilibrate its position to one of more, let's call it a, a sort of uh, Hungarian neutrality and this article here about the polish truckers just basically saying you know um and we, we have been mentioning this on the show that that uh that the Pol- polish agriculture for example has taken a huge hit uh over recent months because of the grain exports uh from ukraine and a lot of these areas that are important for the for the polish economy are, are starting to suffer and there's the political patience is running out and and not understand and understandably uh the the Poles are now starting to want to put Polish first rather than Ukrainians first. And of course, the, the Poles very generously um, accepted, I think, like over a million uh, Ukrainian refugees and still have them and are paying for that. Um, but of course... No, it's paying, uh, paying for it. It's causing, it's causing a huge... I know EU and the United States are underwriting a bunch of that, but it's causing huge pain. The, we were, the elites told us, and MSNBC told us every day in the first weeks of this war that the economic warfare part was going to crush the Russian central bank, take all their currency, freeze all their assets internationally, freeze all their dollar reserves. They couldn't get it. That Putin and the oligarchs around him, who are definitely bad guys, um, that they would be out of business in 30 days. That didn't quite happen, did it, Ben? It didn't quite happen. Um, You know, with uh, with hindsight, Steve, I I wonder, you know, how, whether these, how our... Our sociopathic overlords, you know, whether this is just an example of this is how stupid they think you are, or whether really they are living 
perhaps on Jupiter, I don't know, perhaps on Venus. They're certainly not living on planet Earth. Um, this article here in Foreign Policy, which is very important, along with Foreign Affairs, very important um, source of, of information that the foreign elites, that the foreign policy el elites read. Um, the first thing I would say about this article that is interesting is that it exists. Very different type of article from the ones that they were putting out a year or so ago, which is very gung-ho about the West basically commandeering Russian assets that have been that have been held over in the West and Western banks, Western bank vaults. Um, and the idea was just let's just commandeer up to up to about three hundred billion dollars worth of assets, Russian assets, and we'll give it to Zelensky and the war effort. This is a very reasoned article. I'm just going to hone in on the third point again. I I, I will post uh, the the link to this. Um, this is basically a structured argument of, of saying, you know, that's probably not a good idea. You know, with, with a bit of a with a bit of thought and analysis and consideration, it's probably not a great idea that we do commandeer these, these Russian assets. And it gives all the various reasons. You know, one of the reasons, for example, Steve, is they suggest this might be a precedent that China might use against the West, which, of course, is, is absolutely true. Um, the, the, the third point I'm going to mention here, because it sort of dovetails into, well, it doesn't dovetail, it actually sort of, um, it, 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 it replicates an argument you have been making repeatedly over, over on the show over the last two years, and that's this one here, seizing Russia's assets is unlikely um, uh, to fuel um, de-dollarization efforts. And that's the argument here that um, that you've been saying, that if we do this, if we force, um, if, if, we, if we, if we, if you know, forcing, um, along with forcing Russia off the SWIFT uh, banking system, all these things, all it will do is, is cohere the West's uh, enemies into a stronger block with which to, to then sort of, beat us around the head. Um, and that, you know, it talks about the, the, the Fed and the European Central Bank and the shift away from Western currencies. Um, and that's, I think, uh, finally, the, the, the foreign policy establishment catching up with, with the line here that you've been pushing on, on the war in for two years. But it's very important that, that they are catching up, finally. What do you, Ben, we're going to have a firestorm between now and the end of the year. It's going to dawn on people that we're We've added another trillion dollars to our debt here in 100 days. That will start to dawn on them. We're having this huge budget fight that will culminate in January and February. But this month, the elites in, the, in Washington are focused on the supplemental, and they're still pushing the 60 to $80 billion for Ukraine. And, and they've even done some gimmicks on the border, in the Senate, et cetera. What, what's your sense of how this fight, because I strongly believe – with the war and posse put in the shoulder will, they will lose the fight over Ukraine spending. How would that play in the capitals of Europe? Um, I, I, I think it's increasingly being factored into the price. I think, you know, it, to, to, to come back to the point that we're talking about Poland now, I think they're starting to realize now that the, capi the capitals across Europe, that America, <laughs> between now and next November, when, when Trump uh, returns to the White House, the the, the, situa the the landscape the military landscape in, in Russia is 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 not going to be in line with, with the, the Biden Jake Sullivan axis and you know it, it's ridiculous to tie it to, to bind your own national economy your national security your international relationships and your own, and your neighborhood policies around a policy 
a, a, a flagship policy in the United States, which 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 is which, which is going to finish in failure. That there is no, there is no way for the reasons, Steve, that that we pointed out pretty much two years ago. That you know, whilst you can say, and I don't believe this, but 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 there is an argument to suggest that the West had an interest in upholding the 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 values of of democracy and and, uh, and national borders and sovereignty of, of smaller states. As I say, I don't believe that argument, but it is an argument. Whilst it's possible to make that argument, it's impossible to say that, um, that, that the West had an existential interest in protecting Ukraine's borders and pushing NATO right up uh, to, to, to Russia's border, whereas it was an existential interest for Russia. So whatever happened, whatever was going to happen over the last two years, it was always clear that being existential threat for Russia, Russia was going to throw everything into this in order to win. Um, and now we're just seeing after we, we, we know, we, we, I think the West fought far harder than anyone expected it to do so um, two years ago when, when Putin was planning its invasion. And in fact, we've caused ourselves massive political and economic damage um, in in the West because of our support to Ukraine, but fundamentally we it was never existential to us in the way that it was existential to Russians' interest. And I think European capitals now you know, they're factoring all this in. They realise that the, the, there's no more money that's coming from the United States. I think at some I point think, Ukraine's going to implode. I think there's going to be shock. I, I think there's going to be. I think it's going to be shock therapy because I believe they're going to get we're going to get a hard note with no money. I think that's where this is going to culminate. Uh, particularly if we do our job. Ben, how do people uh, follow you? Your engagement on social media makes me jealous. Where do people follow you? Thanks, Steve. Uh, well, there's uh, warroom.org. If you want to subscribe to the Warroom's daily exclusive newsletter, there you can go to Balance Warroom on Rumble, um, which have great comments to them. And But talking great comments, the best comments of all time are on Getter. And therefore, I'm flattered and honoured, privileged, to be posted by the best profile on Getter, which is at Steve Bannon. So um, if Steve, now Steve is very kind when he reposts me. Um, if, if you're not that patient and you want to see my posts straight away, rather than when Stephen K. Bannon gets around to reposting me, you can come to me directly on at Harner, uh, but I am there on at Steve Bannon as well. Thanks very much, Steve. Thank you, uh, brother. Uh... So we're going to get back to there's going to be shock therapy on this Ukraine situation because the United States is broke and we can't f- afford another couple of hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Uh, this is one of the reasons you ought to go to birchgold.com right now slash Bannon to get the end of the dollar empire, particularly focus on the third installment, which is the debt trap. Get the nomenclature, the process, procedures, all of it. Get up to speed. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Go there today. Also, while you're there. Ask the folks at Birch Gold, Philip Patrick and the team, uh, why are the central banks of uh, the BRICS nations buying gold at record rates in 22 and 23? And the Chinese Communist Party leading that with 25% of the purchases being for them. Ask what they know that you don't. Birchgold.com slash Bannon. Uh, Mark Jeftovic, incredible piece, and you were honored to have it put up right away on uh, Zero Hedge. Walk me through this. We're all going to have a carbon footprint uh, allocation and they're going to limit everything we do about that is this some apocalyptic thing is out of your head because you're always coming up with great ideas or is this reality and people should start to focus on it 
Well, uh, well, first off, thanks for having me and happy birthday. Um, I've been positing for a long time that CBDCs would have, when they finally arrive, would be some kind of um, social credit mechanism. And it's not crazy stuff out of my mind. This is just what central banks and think tanks are saying in their own white papers. And this so is, this this is for, our, for our audience. This is central central bank digital currencies, which the Fed. That's the other thing. I, when I talk about Birch Gold, the BRICs are buying gold at record rates. The Fed is focused on a central bank digital currency. You think that that is the way that they get into CCP type social credit score, total control of the population? Absolutely. It's going to be the rails for UBI because they're demolishing the middle class. It's going to be the, mecha- the implementation mechanism for modern monetary theory. It'll be um, and it'll devolve into a social credit system. So the article that I wrote up on the weekend, I found this um, a think tank and a travel agency put out a, a, a report in early October saying that in the future, because of climate change, it was going to pose an existential threat to the travel industry because people were going to have their travel um, limited, restricted based on their carbon footprint. There would be an equivalent of a carbon passport that would limit how often you could travel in the future because of this climate, um, you know, so-called climate crisis. And I I always thought it was going to be natural that when this kind of thing happens, it's just going to normally fuse into these this other track that is going along in parallel of the central bank digital currency. So the think tank was called the Future Labs Institute. The travel agency was called Intraped Travel um, they, it's put out by this LSN Global, which calls itself a trends intelligence uh, organization. And they just, they strike me as like a, a World Economic Forum wannabe, you know, a mini-me to the WEF. And they are just speaking very matter-of-factly of this is going to happen. It'll happen by 2040. This is just sort of the direction things are going and one of the other mega trends that they earmarked or spotted that they said will probably come along with this is a is a large societal embracement of socialism, uh, neo-collectivism, they call it. And so they put out a whole other report on that, which I'm going to be putting out in the follow-up article to it. But basically, think, where we're headed Mark, in the future. Yeah, Go Mark, ahead. Mark, hang, 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 on for, hang on for one second. We'll take a short commercial break. Mark Jeftovic about what the future holds if the Fed is successful on the central bank digital currency. Next in the war room. For 10 years, Patriot Mobile has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider standing behind their service and their values as a company. They are an example of putting the cause ahead of profits. And it's why I am proud and the War Room Posse is proud to partner with them. For Black Friday, Patriot Mobile wants to give you a brand new smartphone when you make the switch today. Patriot Mobile offers dependable nationwide coverage, giving you access to all three major networks, which means you get the same coverage you've been accustomed to without funding the left. And repeat that without funding the left. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're supporting free speech, religious freedom, the sanctity of life, Second Amendment, and much more. Their 
100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Keep your number, and for a limited time, get a smartphone for free. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. That's FRIDAY76. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Bannon or call 972-PATRIOT and use promo code FRIDAY76. Again, we're talking about a free smartphone. Offer is eligible only with the Black Friday promo code FRIDAY76. This is a limited time offer. Join me. Make that switch today. PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Promo code FRIDAY76. Are you tired of progressive corporations and exhausted trying to keep up with all the virtue signaling when you're simply trying to buy products? Progressive corporate America continues to push messaging that further alienates conservative Americans, all while eroding the future of the American dream. It's prominent all over the country. Companies like Starbucks strong-arming their customers to support abortion. Financial services like PayPal canceling customers for their political views. Makeup companies like Maybelline making a mockery of women by supporting transgender models. And beer companies like Bud Light forcing gender ideology on you when all you want is to enjoy a cold beer. Thankfully, we don't have to fund these companies any longer with our hard-earned dollars. With Public Square, we now have a solution. It's simple. Join the movement of millions of patriotic Americans who love truth, our country, and our Constitution at publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public Square is an app and website where you can get connected to tens of thousands of businesses from all different industries that share your value for life, family, and freedom. Whether you're looking to buy coffee, find a new athletic clothing that knows what a woman is, and shop for clean skincare, or simply find a new restaurant in your community that won't lecture you about your political views. PublicSQ.com is your resource. Public Square also offers discounts to many high-quality businesses on the platform so that you can actually receive incentive for spending money with companies that don't hate you. Public Square is free to join as consumer or a business owner, and you can get started today at PublicSQ.com. Remember, either as a consumer or a business owner. Download the app now. That's publicsq.com, publicsq.com. You go to bed thinking about it, you wake up thinking about it. Now here's the truth. The system traps you in debt. High interest credit cards and loans make it nearly impossible to pay off your debt. And insane inflation keeps you stuck paycheck to paycheck. Done with debt is your lifeline. Done with Debt has an ingenious new strategy to help erase your debt faster and easier than you thought possible. Done with Debt analyzes all the debt options you qualify for. They know how to reduce bills. They know how to cut interest rates. Their skilled staff of negotiators know how to get debt out of your life permanently, without bankruptcy, and without additional loans. Done with debt are the experts in brilliant strategies for eliminating debt, but you need to hurry because some debt solutions are time sensitive. Now, here's how easy they make it. Go to donewithdebt.com. That's done to debt. 
Debt.com. Donewithdebt.com. Go there today. Action, action, action. Stop the worrying. Take action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome back. Um, well, we're talking about the central bank digital currency. This is the beginning of the end of the dollar empire, the de-dollarization by the BRICS nation, uh, as Ben said last time. Look, I'm all for economic warfare, and I've been a big proponent of economic warfare uh, against people like the Chinese Communist Party, but you can only use it one time. You can't. Otherwise, you're going to get people jiggy about the SWIFT system. They're going to get off. It's going to lead to de-dollarization, and you're going to be in the mess you're in now. But the central bank digital currency, and I just want to hit rewind. I've only got so much time, Justific, but this is very important. When you see think tanks and these groups putting out these papers, they're being commissioned by people that have the ability to act. And so what you're seeing is these are people that are thinking this through, and if they have their way, it's going to happen a lot sooner than 2040. So walk me through once again how they're going to get control, how the central bank digital currency is eventually going to lead to a social credit score and the control over you, including the fact that they can monitor your digital, your, your uh, carbon footprint so that, hey, maybe you only take a jet two or three times a year. The rest of the time you hoof it. Mark Jeftovic. Yeah, well, right now we have this debt-based system, which is unsustainable. I mean, some of the numbers you've been throwing out, we're racking up a trillion dollars in debt in 100 days. Everybody knows, even in polite company, that the system is unsustainable. So central bank digital currencies will be seen as a way to extend dollar the dollar system for another few decades. And what I think is going to happen is – the idea of what we call money is going to change from these symbolic tokens backed by debt into a social credit score limited by your carbon footprint, personalized. That's what I think is the unspoken part behind all this. In a strange kind of way, they're almost sort of going back to the sound money playbook by saying like the debt really is backed by nothing, but now we're going to back it by carbon because we have this resource and climate crisis. It's, uh, that's going to be the attempt and the justification to get everybody else, I always say everybody else, not them, to ratchet down their lifestyles. And if you look at the numbers they're putting out, they're, they're calling for on order of an 85% reduction in standard of living in Western nations like Canada, the U.S., Australia, England, um, because they're going to try and measure it. Because, by these, because these lifestyles as currently exist are too wasteful, too harmful to the environment, causing all types of uh, issues. Uh, with the third world, the developing world right now. So this is a new form of neocolonialism, and you've got to contract your lifestyle in order to be a good world citizen. Is that essentially their case? What they're going to try and tell, the, the, the story they're going to try and tell is there's a climate crisis, so we all have to rein in our consumption. What, what there really is is a debt crisis. And, we, and I've always said debt is future value pulled into the present. So there is so much debt. The crisis isn't the climate. The crisis is the debt. And so now everybody has to take a haircut to pay off the debt of the of the previous generations and the current generations and the entitlement programs and the politicians spending beyond their means. 
that's the crisis. You see it in the graph of the debt and the what's going on with bonds and the trillion dollars every hundred days. There's the crisis. And no one is going to just take a haircut on that kind of money. So everyone has to take a haircut based on their carbon emissions. That's how they're going to try and spin this. That's okay. I want to go. I don't have time to go through the day. I know you haven't put it up and Zero Hedge hasn't linked to it. But I want to go back to the Great Reset, Build Back Better. They understand socialism is a tough sell because of the brand negative equity in it. So this concept of neo-collectivism. Yeah. Give me walk me through. Give our audience. Our audience loves nomenclature. What is neo collectivism? Well, it's communism, but what they're trying to spin it as is this this way where um, focus on individuality and focus on on the self is is minimized because it's harmful and and it's all greater good. It's all we're all in this together. And so instead of um, accumulating capital and investing savings, you're you're in a pool and you're you're collectively, um, you know, reimagining workspaces and reimagining investments, which really just means um, you're basically ceding your right to property into equity into an investment and in assets. And you're going to be put on this this sort of score based system instead, based on your output or based on your carbon output. And it really is just euphemistically restating the communist manifesto. Um, the probability that you think this happens, you would put it right now, you're a pretty good probability assessment guy as we sit here today. What do you believe the probability is that the Treasury Department would be able to sell a central bank digital currency to the American people? I so there's a lot to unpack in that question because there's there's wholesale and retail CBDCs. But let's just say I think they're further off than a lot of some of the some of the more alarmist prognostications say. We're not going to wake up before the election and there's a bank holiday and a CBDC simply because I haven't seen enough of the technical groundwork done on a retail facing CBDC. I think there's still some time. I think it's a lock that every G20 nation and almost every central bank in the world is driving toward a CBDC. That's a hundred percent. Now, when do they start launching? There's a couple launched already and they're flops. So everything that's up and running is failing spectacularly. The, uh, the E-Naira in Nigeria, the Venezuelans have tried three times. They've all failed. Um, it's going to happen. The CBDCs are going to happen. Will they get to the point where it's this ubiquitous social credit score? It might get there in some localities for a while. I don't think it will sustain. <clears throat> Um, and in the States, it's a particularly unique battle because of the unique structure of the United States, that this, there's individual states that are already creating legislation saying we're not going to have a retail yeah. CBDC here. So it's really going to get interesting in the U.S. Um, place like Canada, yeah. it's probably all but guaranteed. Uh, Jeff Tavik, we'll hope to help our Canadian brothers. Uh, if they don't want to wait around and, and read it retail at uh, Zero Hedge, where do they go get the original content? Where do they go? Where do people find you? 
Well, the original one was in the Bitcoin Capitalist. That's the premium letter from last month. But I took, I t excerpted that. I put it out on bombthrower.com. That's a free place to, you just get on the mailing list there. You'll get this. And I'm working on the new CBDC survival guide. That'll be my next ebook. And if you're on a bomb, if you're on the bomb thrower mailing list, then you're going to get that when it drops. Perfect. Mark Jeff, by the way, Twitter and, uh, and getter anywhere else. We're on social yeah. media. Getter it's bomb thrower, Twitter, it's stunt Pope. And, uh, I'm also on Noster. You're going to have to just, uh, catch it off the footer of my article on, on that. Uh, Amazing content, uh, Mark Jeffovic. Thank you very much. We're gonna we're gonna work with you to save our Canadian brothers and sisters because we love Canada. So do I. Thanks, Steve. Happy birthday, man. Love him. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Roger Kimball, one of the 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 uh, the strongest axes in the uh, MAGA movement. Camp of the Saints. By the way, before you came, much before you coming on right now, Schumer's tweeting out that you can't hold up. Chuck Schumer's putting out, even as we speak, you can't hold up uh, the eighty billion dollars to Ukraine by putting on some uh, some uh, much needed um, changes to the asylum system to stop the invasion of the country because you can't put up uh, policies that are never going to pass with a policy that you need immediately, which is putting more money into the Ukrainian money laundering system. Between Ireland, what's happening in Europe, the re why is this book Camp of the Saints? You wrote a magnificent piece on, a, on probably the most controversial book out there today. Tell our audience, what is Camp of the Saints? Why is it controversial? And why is it a perfect, perfect kind of indicator for what's happening on the world stage on this global invasion of, of nation states, sir? Well, Steve, uh, I guess it's your birthday, if, if that's correct. Happy birthday. Uh, Camp of the Saints um, is a is a novel uh, published by a chap called Jean Raspail back in the 1970s. I don't think it was meant to be as controversial as it has turned out to be. It is a dystopian novel about what happens when untrammeled immigration from the third world shows up on the shores of Europe destroys Europe and then goes across the Atlantic and destroys the United States. It destroys, in other words, civilization. But what makes this book so powerful is that Raspai understood that it was not just immigration. It was an explicit attack on everything that made the West the West. So we're talking about the rule of law, education, the family, the idea of a meritocratic, colorblind society. Everything that makes the West the West came under attack by this tsunami of barbaric, illegal immigration. And uh, Respai died, I think, about a decade ago, maybe a little more. Um, his book was translated into English. The, the edition that you show there is the edition that I have. Um, it is no longer in print. Uh, many inquiries have been made with the French publisher, with the family of Respai. They are not interested in seeing it republished. 
But I think, uh, I haven't given up on the idea of finding a way of doing this. I think that this is a not only a prescient book, but one that really does speak truth to power in a way that is um, probably unprecedented on the cultural landscape today because it manages to tie the issue of immigration to so many other um, so many other things, as, by the way, r r the 45th president of the United States did. <laughs> right. Um, one of the most powerful things, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's and, and it's got some very rough parts to it. Some of the descriptions of, and I think they were coming from India. He he was sitting on the beach one time at Cannes. Yes, I think that's, that's right. The they were coming is. from India. That's right. So that's right. it's not really North Africa or the Middle East or, or, or Latin America up to America. The most powerful part, and I've read the book a couple of times, the most powerful part to me was the response of the elites, not simply the destruction of culture, the response of the elites. And what's so amazing, it's almost like he ripped it from today's headlines. Talk to us about that for a second. I mean, That's what right. was so prescient yeah. was well, that yes. the elite's response is almost, it's so scary how it's played out 40 or 50 years later. Exactly. He nailed it. Exactly. Well, if you go to, for example, the Wikipedia page about the about the novel, it says this is a book that is saturated with um, uh, yeah, colonialism, white supremacism, xenophobia, anti-immigration sentiment and so on, all of which is a complete fabrication. They, they, the Wikipedia editors did not uh, really I probably they didn't read the book. But then they go on to say that it's popular with the right wing and white supremacists in the United States. And um, it really they don't they don't spell out the conclusion. But the idea is that this book should not be allowed to circulate, that it's that it is a uh, incendiary book. Well, in some sense, I suppose it is incendiary because it challenges the basic uh, fundamental idea of the left these days, uh, and certainly part of that idea is that there is something criminal, something hateful, something essentially wrong with whiteness. And once you buy into that, you have given up everything. And I think that uh, uh, a lot of people should read this book and ponder what it says, as you, as you point out. The, the hordes of immigrants are coming in the novel, not from North Africa, not from Latin America, but from India. But the, the result is the same. It is to destabilize, to sabotage, to, um, to turn upside down and invert everything about the West. And uh, it's, it's, from that point of view, it's a, uh, a very prescient, far-seeing uh, book. And um, I, I think it deserves to be more widely read than it is. Roger, we have to bounce. Uh, you're one of the people that write these pieces that get me thinking all the time. Where, where, where do you go to get all your content, your website uh, about your publishing, a new criterion, also the uh, book group uh, right. and also uh, your social well, media? Where do people go? Yeah, well, I write columns for the Epoch Times more or less every week. I write a column for American Greatness more or less every week. I write frequently for the Spectator World, which is the United States version of the London Spectator. 
And I write for many other places, the Wall Street Journal, the, the, the Telegraph, the New Criterion. Um, I do have a Twitter account and a, 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 a Truth social account. It's just my name. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not hard to find. By the way, good luck on uh, it's a it's a uh, great endeavor to try to get the publishing rights for this. This book should be widely read. And like I said, it's got some very rough sections to it, some very disturbing sections, uh, but it yes, is quite indeed. powerful about our current condition. Very powerful. Roger, thank you so much for taking time it away is. today, this afternoon to join us. Appreciate it. Great. Thanks, Steve. Happy birthday. Camp again. of the Saints. Thanks, brother. Camp of the Saints, if you even mention it, they think, oh, this guy's a white supremacist. Far from it. You're trying to understand a process that was really called out by a French novelist uh, who was kind of a screenwriter, too. Okay, uh, Catherine O'Neill, you were uh, one of the many stars, but really stood out on Friday's show. People wanted to know about, hey, this entrepreneur, she's been to Trump's campaign. She's been in the State Department. She's been in the White House. She's been back to the campaign. Uh, of course, we blew out the sales on the beef, but I understand you may have some more uh, that we can get before uh, before Christmas. Also, the subscription. Walk us through Merriweather Farms, your journey. We've got a couple of minutes. I want to walk through uh, where people can go. I want to immerse myself. The website's fantastic. So tell me all about it. You were a big star on Friday. Thank you so much, Steve. And happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> um so Meriwether Farms, one of the questions that you asked me on Friday, I didn't really get to elaborate on, Steve, is what I've learned from going out as an entrepreneur. And, and really what I've learned that it's so important. We need to fight in the corporate world, not, in the, not just in the political world. We really need to take the fight to the corporate world. And that's what I'm doing by building this vertically in integrated company, hiring some of the best Americans in the company, in the country. So um, I just wanted to follow up on, on your question. And, and Meriwether Farms is a company that I started about three years ago uh, very carefully. And, and I've been very um, diligent and about who I, I uh, involve in the company and what kind of people I involve, which is important. Um, and, you know, we want to make sure that we're providing the best products to our consumers um, by taking a very close look. That's why it's taken so long to get to where we are. And that's why it's taken a little bit longer to kind of keep up with the demand of your viewers, which has been so great, by the way, um, because we want to make sure, like I said, every ounce of steak that your viewers buy from us is perfectly crafted, fed, um, butchered, everything. So we can we control all aspects of, of that process, uh, which makes us... Um, you know, immune to market instabilities and other supply chain issues like we saw during COVID. Um, so, you know, step by step, Steve, but we're, we're getting there with the help of your, your viewers. So. So walk through, going to the site, what if people want to look at sure. uh, either the sticks or to get into the subscription program or just order some beef for the Christmas holidays, walk through, where do they go? We got about a minute, we got about 90 seconds. Just walk through what this is sure. supposed to do today so to learn more. So you start off by going to meriwetherfarms.com. And today, because it's Cyber Monday, we're offering a special on our snack sticks, which are amazing. I actually eat them for lunch. They're very healthy, under 10 ingredients. Of course, no antibiotics, no hormones. And we're doing a buy one, get one half off deal on our snack sticks. So you have to go order the snack sticks and use the code, code CYBER to do that. We're still doing a 10% deal Black Friday deal on our, our products. 
And then most importantly, because we have such a high demand, we're offering a 15% off deal if you if you sign up for a subscription. And that first box will arrive in January. So it's a great late Christmas present for people. If you have kids in college and you want to feed them good food, because God knows what they're eating in college. Um, if you have a lot of athletes <laughs> in your family, the sticks are great. So make sure to subscribe now because we can't guarantee um, availability of our our products because they just go so quickly. So if you subscribe now today, you'll get 15% off every month and um, you'll have a guaranteed slot for our products. Guaranteed. Catherine O'Neill, we got to bounce. We love Meriwether Farms. Love that you've gone out there and become a great entrepreneur. Thank you so much. It's absolutely incredible. Thanks, Thank Steve. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Um, talk to, she talked about supply chains. Go to Jace Medical, jacemedical.com. Check out, don't get caught up in the supply chain problem associated with the CCP on active pharmaceutical ingredients or generic drugs. Make sure you go check out today. See you back here tomorrow morning at 10, 10 a.m. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com.
WarRoomHealth.com. All one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WarRoomHealth, all one word, WarRoomHealth.com. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.